This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Born through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there, they began to wait. The band was jumping and the drum began to swing. You should have heard the locked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let rock. It's the way you love me. It's a feeling like this. It's centrifugal motion. Today on the Christian Car Guy Show, I'm very excited to share with you Sleeping, this title of this show is called Sleeping Beauty and True Love's First Kiss. That's right. Sleeping Beauty and True Love's First Kiss. I have been... <laughs> Seems like whenever I have a show like this, I get Bill, you know, <laughs> just to really, you know, give me that offset. So you, you, you know my intros are a little bit of a puzzle on what I'm going to be thinking about and talking about today. So you noticed... The Mr. Sandman. And you notice that's an old Beatles song, I'm Only Sleeping. And you might have remembered from last week that I hedge-trimmed my little finger, and that led to a infection. And that infection led to my quiet time being, let's work through this word sick. And as I studied this word sick, it does relate to sleeping, and we'll get to that more. But the more I realized, like, the word sick in Hebrew is also the same word for the way that people would refer to as mankind. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. So mankind itself, essentially without Jesus, is sick and, and so or asleep, like Sleeping Beauty. And I was thinking about, I, I teach special needs, and it's a really wonderful thing that I get to do. And I have some people that, believe me, you, you've never seen anybody worship Jesus the way they can, and they can reflect God in a way that only they can. And I love to look in their eyes because I see an innocence I can't find anywhere else. However, th- there are certain places that they're asleep. And, 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 and you can tell them something. You know, one of my favorites is, is Logan. And Logan is just, oh, it's filled with life. But if he tells a joke, he'll laugh. But if you get to, you know, you'll think it's the funniest thing he ever said. But if you really go d- deep in and say, now, Logan, what did that mean? He, he really, he doesn't. But he understands 
what all's going on? Well, as I began this study, I did a search and to see if there was anybody that ever looked in the Bible to see if there were people with special needs in the Bible. And they listed several examples of things, but the one that got my attention the most was they said that Samson, you know, the, the experts that look at this stuff that really understand the spectrum of autism and all those kind of things, they really say that Samson could be, have suffered with autism. Well, of course we're sick without Jesus. I mean, every person is in their own way. There's things that you don't see. And so you need to be awakened, Right. You, you, it's it's the stuff of a million movies. It, you know, Snow White, how did she, you know, after the apple? You know, Sleeping Beauty. It's it's true love's first kiss. It's one of the most powerful things in the universe. How many movies have you seen where, like, the spark comes alive? Or they're kick, they kick their heel up when they actually kiss the right guy? You know, when all of a sudden this passion comes alive. Well, God just laid one on me this morning. It was a whopper. Because <laughs> you may know that my favorite book in the Bible is the Song of Solomon. And when you look in the Song of Solomon, the very second verse says, kiss me with kisses. And it's, it's the Shulamite woman, actually me, asking Jesus to kiss with kisses. Well, when you look at that word in Hebrew, which naturally I would, the word kisses that Solomon used, and by the way, Solomon's the only one who ever uses this word that I see in Hebrew, but what he did was he added a spark to it. There's a letter in Hebrew that's called a yud, and it's a little spark and this little jot that we were talking about. And so what, what Solomon did was said that there was a kiss that has a spark. <laughs> and, and when you think about that kiss, right? And so what he's saying is, Jesus, come and kiss me with that, that kiss, the one that's got the wowzer effect, you know, the, 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 the spark, the one that brings you alive, right? And, and, and that word is spelled a little differently in that it ends in sort of this expression of God. And, and so as I looked at the way that Solomon spelled that word just uniquely in two different places, one being there in the Song of Solomon, I thought, man, this guy gets it. <laughs> he got that kiss. How else would he know? How else would he know? And, and so... You know, as I was thinking about that, every morning, if you're like me, you get up, and I, and I hope you spend time with the Lord, and I do, but usually I get up really early, like at 4 o'clock, and I'm bumbling around trying to gather my thoughts together, trying to get some idea where I'm going, saying, Jesus, come, Jesus, you know, and I, I, I have all these different things I pray and try to, to get to where I'm going to get to, but then all of a sudden, he comes, and he gives me that kiss, and he and all of a sudden, because you're in his presence, his face, his mouth, it's all, right, from a Hebrew perspective, this is all really stuff that they draw pictures of with their letters. And so, like, man, I, I can totally get this. Like, you are bringing me alive. You are making me awake. Well, I am so blessed to have so many wonderful Christian people around me, and one of those is my boss, my big boss, Stu Epperson. Both bosses are Christ, wonderful Christian people, but Stu is is a phenomenal disciple. And this week he helped me um, more than he knows. He he helped. We did a Bible study together uh, on Facebook that he, that the Jesus Daily Facebook thing that he does. And he had studied the Book of Acts chapter twelve, and it was Peter's jailbreak. So if you wonder why the Jailhouse Rock is in there, it's because there's this jailbreak. 
Well, if you might remember the story, it's in Acts 12, that Peter was asleep. <laughs> right? And, and we often find Peter asleep. He was asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And, and he was asleep for what I call the lowering of the shrimp, you know, when he got the vision of what you could eat. <laughs> and here again, we find him what? Sleeping, right? Peter's sleeping. I can relate to this guy. <laughs> and you can see that, you know, and I'm sure Peter forgives me, but he's special needs in his own way, like we all are. Like, I, I know I am, right? And there's things that I just don't understand that I don't see. And he's asleep, but this time he's asleep between four guards, and he has chains on, right? And not by any coincidence whatsoever, it happens to be Easter or Passover if you're Jewish, right? This is very significant because you might remember the biggest jailbreak of all time, you know, happened at Easter probably once one year or two before that one where Jesus comes out, right? I mean, this is warden through a party in the you know county jail here. We're talking huge, right? Well, here we go. This is about a year or two later, and Peter's there. And it happens to be what? Easter. Why? Well, that's when you make a jailbreak. I mean, it's just the time to do it. It's because it's spring. All the world is coming out of jail. But more than that, it's Pesach or Passover, which starts with this letter P. P, -p, -p. It's P-E-H if you were to spell it in Hebrew. But anyway, when you look at the letter, it is, in fact, God's mouth. It's a picture of God's mouth. And it's the letter that starts Passover. And it is the letter that if you're going to go, wow, I need a kiss. So part of what we're talking, <laughs> I got Bill's looking at me like, you are <laughs> absolute. So this is a jailbreak. This is sleeping beauty. This is this kiss, this kiss. But the point of all that is like, oh, my goodness, at some point in time, you get a jailbreak in your life, and, and it's going to come with that kind of thing. And we, of course, would love to hear those calls. We're going to get more into what all this means and what it has to do with cars, because cars have something to do with spark. You might be aware of that. And if you got spark, man, you can go. I'm just saying. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. You know, we would love to you, for you to call in and share your story of your particular jailbreak. But the idea is, clearly, that here is Peter. He's in jail. A lot of people have been praying. He's been praying. But yet, he's asleep. He was not necessarily expecting a jailbreak at the time it came. And if you listen to the story closely, you're like, Woo! Man, there was a kiss involved. I'm just saying it got smacked upside the head. We're going to get into that and so much more. We would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much more coming up. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Please don't wake me. No, don't shake me. Leave me where I am. Sleeping Beauty today on a Christian Car Guide. <laughs> and love, true love's first kiss. 
so <clears throat> you, uh, I hope, had a chance to hear the first part of the show, but what we're talking about is Jesus is fully, I mean, he, you've, you've seen it in a thousand movies <clears throat> about this kiss that's got the spark, right? And it awakens this spark that's in you. And again, when you look at our hero, Peter, as we're talking about him today, there's been several times in the Bible that he gets awakened. And this is one of the more famous ones because <laughs> he happened to be asleep. And then this time to his credit, because it takes great faith to sleep when you're between prison guards and it's the day that you're supposed to be executed. And your good friend and John's brother, James, has just been executed. And there you are with 16 different Roman soldiers. If you read Acts chapter 12, which I ex- hope you do. Just reread it and just have some fun thinking about what is actually going on here. <laughs> because what happens is Peter is, is sound asleep, and then all of a sudden an angel shows up. And this angel, it, it, Peter is so asleep, he has to kind of knock him upside the head to wake him up. And when he does, these chains immediately fall off. It doesn't say the angel does anything for the chains to fall off, but the angel, the angel shows up, wakes up Peter, the chains fall off, and he says to Peter, hurry, get up, tie your shoes. He didn't want Peter to trip. <laughs> he says that literally, tie your shoes. I think he's put his shoes back on. It depends on your translation, but it's cool. But he tells him, put on your shoes and get dressed. But what's really, really cool about that passage, if you look at it, is identical to Exodus chapter 12, where the Egyptians have had, right, the Israelites in slavery. It happens to be the same time of year. It happens to be Passover. All these things are just coincidences, you know, Joe, um, Bill, that it was Passover again here. And God said to the Israelites, right, gird up your loins and tie your shoes, <laughs> And take your staff in your hand and eat all this in haste because you've got to get out of prison. <clears throat> now, here's where I think this completely applies to us because this was clearly this Passover kiss that Jesus was giving Peter. He's getting out. But in order for him to get out, he has to stand up, put his shoes on, get ready, and go out and do something, right? If, if, you've go, if you're going to get into a jailbreak, and somebody's opened it up, you do have a role in this of, of you do have to get up and do something. And, and so every single morning, or actually every probably minute of our lives, we can, we can take the kiss that Jesus gave us, the spark that he <clears throat> ignited, and we can stand up, tie our shoes, and get ready to go with him, or we can choose to stay asleep. <clears throat> and therein lies the situation. So how does this apply to Robbie? Well, I was sick. <clears throat> I was, I had this incident with a hedge clipper, which cut my finger really badly, which apparently started an infection. And so over the weekend, my leg, my bad leg, the one that had been crushed with a Jeep, if you know my story, started to swell immensely and become very painful. <clears throat> and turning red and things that would look like an infection but I was fixed to go. This is the sad part of this bill, but it has to do with insurance. 
I was fixed to go on. I did go on Medicare on Thursday, October 1st. And I was like, I'm not going to hospital until I'm on Medicare because I got a $5,000 deductible. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I had a 5, you can <laughs> pass out, you can die, you can lose your leg, but let's save a couple bucks. $5,000 is more yeah. than a couple bucks, right? So I'm like, I'm not going, you know, and Tammy's like, we need to go to the doctor. And I'm, and, but you're sick, right? You're sick. Yeah, but it's $5,000. Right. So I wake up that morning. And, and this is where God starts taking me into this sick thing, that humankind is sick. He's, he's showing me sick and all these things. When I come in to the Truth Network, we do devotions. Praise Jesus, really. Praise Jesus. We do devotions every morning. And Beth Ann was there, our producer. <clears throat> and they go around, they ask prayer requests. And I said, well, pray for me because I think I got this infection in my leg and I'm trying to hold out for Medicare. <laughs> and my other very godly boss says, Robbie. Go to the doctor. <laughs> and the point I am making here, I'm really trying to make is, right, Jesus is telling me you need a jailbreak. My boss is telling me you need a jailbreak. Go to the doctor. And so, your wife, your wife was in there too. Of course. She, because you said the, she your wife you. always has the, yeah. Ugh. My wife had told me, all these people had told me, but again, unless I got up, tied my shoes, and decided to do something, there was no jailbreak involved for Robbie. Well, I know you're probably not shocked to find out that my white blood cell count was well elevated and it didn't take him a whole lot of rocket science to figure out an antibiotic. It was, didn't cost me $5,000 and they got me on something and, away, and, and I'm doing this show right now and I still have my leg and my finger. <laughs> Did Tammy hide the, the clippers? That's what I want to know. Did, uh, have the clippers disappeared? No, but I will tell you a funny story. So my granddaughter, Lila, is at dinner Thursday night. And we're trying to cut the bread, and it's a struggle. So I go get the electric knife, and I come out of the, of the pantry with the electric knife, and my 11-year-old granddaughter says, Papa, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Now... There was a jailbreak involved, but there was a jailbreak three weeks ago from my Toyota, okay? Very similarly, I thought the trans... This, this is a 93 Toyota Camry, and I thought the transmission was going bad because, you know, when I was going home at times, the car would just shudder horribly, and I thought, oh, man, this has got 170,000 miles. It could need a transmission. So, actually, I went on YouTube and looked at the different solutions they had. And the one guy had phenomenal wisdom. And he said, you know, you start with the cheapest thing it could be first if you don't have a check engine light on, which I didn't, or something to tell you what this might be. And he said the cheapest thing you could do was replace the spark plugs. <laughs> now, that's very interesting when you think about it. And would you believe that those spark plugs was what the Toyota needed to stop the shuddering? Right? You just need true love's first kiss, whether you're a car or you're a person. We need your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Please don't wake me. No, don't shake me. Leave me where I Now 
Sleeping Beauty and True Love's First Kiss, which happens to be a jailbreak, as you just noticed. <laughs> Today on the Christian Car Guys show, of course, it works just as, you know, neat that if you add spark to a car, you, you, you get a jailbreak just like you do in your life. And it, it was, Bill and I were talking, you know, during the break that, you know, he, he, he loves that spark he gets when he kisses his wife. Well, I tell people that God's voice sounds just like my wife's. Yeah. That fits into this show. I, you know, the the other way to look at this had me just, but I love the topic of uh, you need to pay more attention to your wife, especially if you pick the right one. There you go. We really do. And by the way, that's, you know, that all brings life. Like a kiss from Jesus brings life. You know, kisses with your wife, it also brings life. We have a caller. Ann Alt is in Huntersville, our good friend, and, you know, Calling about hedge clippers. No, I don't know. <laughs> Good morning, Ann. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's funny. Hi there. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. It's it's a fun show. Love the sparks and all that jazz. Uh, I just want to say very fast. I was uh, my particular spark, and man, did I need it because I was having a nervous breakdown, <clears throat> debating about whether I should move or not. And I began to do all that is needed to do it, but I was just a wreck. And I said, Lord, you have really got to give me one of those kisses. <laughs> you know, I was just, oh, I was really kind of going through it to get to it. And and I opened the, my mail, and <clears throat> there's a letter from David Jeremiah. On the back is this umber-orange color. And on, on only three lines in the whole back part of the, the mail. And the, at the very top it said... <laughs> It's time to move. And then in the middle, huge letters, huge letters said, forward. And then at the very bottom, it said, discover God's presence and purpose in your tomorrow. And then I just knew it. And then the next day, listening to Bill Gephardt on the radio, on the Truth Network, he was saying, uh, sorry, he was saying, uh, it's time to move out and move in. And I, he kept saying that. And I thought, <laughs> and then it, the, towards the very end, he said, move it, move it, move it. I said, okay, I feel better now. I got the kiss, got the spark. <laughs> right. And boy, it's it made all the difference. And it's so true. I just think about Peter. It's like, you know, the chains have fallen off, Peter. It's time to get going, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter thought he was having a vision. I, I find this fascinating. He didn't realize this was real until he gets outside well, the you, city. He, he, the chains dropped off. None of the guards woke up. The gate was open, and he's standing out. I, I would imagine I would feel the same way. But the point is still that the angel was like, get up. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I felt that pleading myself. I felt it many times in my life, and I love your story because – it's so much is come on, you know, we can't get yeah. to where we're going if if you won't move. And, move it. you know, there's so much that just correlates with this, you know, what's going on in Exodus. The people got to move yeah. out of Egypt. And obviously it takes a while to get Egypt out of the people. <laughs> but, a whole but, generation. Yeah, but they still got to move. You got to you, yeah. you, you've got places to go and things to do. And, you know, Jesus asked people all the time. Do you want to get well? 
you know yeah. it's it's going to take some some part of you to, to say do you are you willing to go to the doctor you know is it time to make that phone call maybe you're listening to me right now and you're like well i don't know it's cost expensive you know but i hear all the time and then maybe this was warnings that god gave me pre you know to let me know what was going to happen of people that didn't go to the doctor they got septic and they died and so, wowzers. <laughs> well, I really needed this this morning, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for calling in. in. We appreciate it so much. God bless. God bless you. Thanks. So, you know, I'm often amazed. I really am, Bill, by the single moms, the widows, families in crisis, the courage that it takes to ask for help. I mean, it's the same kind of deal. Like, you know you you need help with your car. You know you don't have the money, and 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 but we sit there frozen in fear. Chains are on, and and God breaks them. Now what are we going to do? And are we going to call and ask for help? And the courage of these people, actually, in my opinion, that, that that actually apply. And I get a chance to talk to them not as much as I did, you know, prior since I've got Scott's help, and he's talking to them and praying with them every week. But I still get a chance to do it, and I always admire like. Wow, it's it's just hard to say I can't do it anymore. But that's part of like tie your shoes, stand up, <laughs> not to go. You got to do something, and then wow, you know, all the listeners that supply supply the prayer and the and the financial support, and also that these single moms, widows, and families, and all those wonderful shops that are willing to fit it in and get the job done, they do, and it's amazing to see. You know, the story after story after story of people that once we were given the opportunity to, you know, share something like this with God, then they do. But you got a story about special needs yourself that. Well, when I, when I was in college, I set up some programs. I ended up being a waterfront director at a camp in Raleigh. And there was a, it was a special needs camp. And there was one young man named Austin. I, boy, I guess he was seven, eight and I worked an entire day to get him to get his feet in the water. And then another day to get him up to his knees. And the third day, I got him up to where his belly button was wet. And in this lake, this pond, there were these little fish that would bite. And one <laughs> of these fish got in his bathing suit. And that fish did more therapy for that autistic boy than everything that had been done for him up until that point. It electrified him. It was like a big kiss. But it was amazing how much difference that boy was after that day, <laughs> there before. It's like the light went on. But it was all due to that fish. That's quite a story so but along the same ways you know once you actually take that first step of freedom whatever that may look like yes and and you know that was the thing that broke my heart when i went to the see the special needs people in jamaica and maybe heard me tell this story last summer there was a hospital there because unfortunately the people in jamaica think that the people that are special needs have got a evil spirit some kind of voodoo thing and so they throw these kids to the curb and in hopes that they'll actually die. But fortunately, there is a Catholic um, mission there that actually in the in downtown, I forget the name of the city, they, they roam the streets every single day trying to find these children. And they bring them in and they try to take care of them as best they can. And they really just don't have the, the means to spend the time individually that these people need in order to take care of themselves. And so as the 
children grow up, they're crib bound because nobody spent the time to teach them how to walk or go to the bathroom on their own or do some of these things. And so it was just like, man, God, if, if you know, if, if somebody would take the time to, to, to spend with these people that they would re- reap a benefit that was just unbelievable, but, you know, there they were, and you could see the, the light, you could see the spark. You know, I can remember there was one little boy there <laughs> that was kind of the bully, and he, he could walk, and most of the guys were in cribs, and he would go over to the people in cribs and steal their stuff, Right. And then there was this other little boy that couldn't, literally couldn't lift his head. And he saw what was going on, and he just starts screaming and rocking his crip like he was going to do something right because he was the little Zadik in the group. Like he was going to make this right somehow because this guy was hurting. And so how beautiful that was. I'll never, ever forget it that this and, – and everything did get right because this one kid made so much noise about the other kid who, who was being the bully. So – when I was at ASU, I uh, helped set up a program for adults with serious physical problems. TRW had a plan up there, and they had a group of uh, adults with physical problems that were putting parts together for them. So the entire program I did was to help open up range, to, to make it easier to do fun. And one gentleman there had arthritis like you've never ever seen before i just the pain that he was in but there was a light in him i mean he never let anybody know how much pain he was in but he was always the most joyful person i can remember in my life and always interested in everybody else but the more i read about this particular type arthritis the more it just amazed me well inside of every human being is that spark it's in there like Prigo spaghetti sauce. And when you ignite it, like, oh, baby, things can be really, really cool because whatever Satan has tried to do to compress it, he cannot keep that light from coming from that spark. So we got Sarah Linda's going to be with us in the next segment. She's calling in from Washington, but we need your call, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Cinderella said to Snow White, how does love get so off course? Oh, all I wanted was a white knight with a good heart, soft touch, fast horse. Ride me off into the sunset, baby, I'm forever yours. It's the way you love me. It's a feeling like this. It's centrifugal motion. It's Sleeping Beauty and True Love's First Kiss today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And we got more of that, but I got to tell you first that we have coming up on the Truth Network at 1 o'clock, Amy Cabo and her show today, which is also live and you can call in, is on teenagers and mental health with psychologist Dylan. And so that that's an opportunity if you like have those situations or maybe a grandchild or a child that you would like a little more insight in it's a live show you can call in at one o'clock it's called the cure with amy cabo so 
We are talking about when in your life did you get like this jailbreak as a result of that kiss that was just described. And if you missed the first segment, let me take you back for a minute to the fact that how many people have written about true love's first kiss? I mean, whether it was Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, the story on top of story, like Sleepless in Seattle, you're looking for this spark, this connection. And when when Jesus instructed Solomon how to write the Song of Solomon, he used a very special word when it said, kiss me with kisses. It's a second verse of the first chapter. It actually says, because your love is sweeter than wine. But that second word, kisses, is a, is a wowzer kiss. It's just not the regular kiss. So if you look at the way it's spelled in Hebrew, there's this spark in it. And that spark is what makes things come alive. And Sarah Linda has got a story for us in Washington. Sarah Linda, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I've been telling you about my, that, uh, my chassis is like a nine, 1927. Model T, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> and and I was re- reading last week my my mother's uh, story of her life with her husband, and uh, but she was telling about I was about five at this time, and she was telling uh, anyways about that they had this ancient Model T that was you had to put you could put together with baling wire. Oh you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my! It, it, they already had it. They called it ancient, <laughs> and I was. Fun. But then I, someone said that uh, 1927 was the time they made the last Model T Ford. So I guess I was the last of the batch. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and you know I I've had a, a well my my frame has had a pretty bad uh, uh, situation. It's pretty bent. And I, I have to, I've got this uh, three-wheeler uh, rollator that uh, I, we had put up to the highest place I could hold it, and I could go real fast with it for several years. And anyway, it it's kind of <clears throat> it's still very efficient. But uh, last Sunday I went to was going getting to church. We start my my daughter. We have to get there at eight in the morning because. Uh, the services at nine, but she was helping the pastor. He was a minister's assistant that Sunday. So anyway, uh, yes, yeah, uh, last Sunday I I just went. Well, it was in the kitchen. I keep a be, uh, a bunch of rubber bands. You know, when I put things in the fridge, I always put a rubber band to make sure if it falls out. Well, you know, so yeah, everything's secure. Well, there's this. I I just I just felt I just reached it and got a couple rubber bands, and I put them in my pocket. I don't know why I did. I just did. So I put them in my pocket, and then and then we went to church, and it was a wonderful sermon, and I was getting up, getting up to go uh, leave. Uh, there, this one of the, uh, you know, that holds the, the handle, uh, that the gadget that holds it in there, I had put a rubber band around it. We reached the highest level, you know, of the of the handle, and but the here the gadget fell off, and the, uh, the gentleman and his wife were sitting behind me, and he he saw that uh, as we were getting up, and he said, 
well, I'll fix it for you. So we we went in there. Oh, and he did. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, when he was trying to put it in, it the 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 rubber band that was on it broke. And oh, and and because the threads on the gadget were uh, stripped. So anyhow, uh, he couldn't. And so I got out the two rubber bands that I had in my pocket. And, and you know, he fixed it. And I couldn't get it up any higher than it, the lowest level. And when I tried it out, it, amazingly, I can now look people in the face because otherwise I couldn't. You, people have to bend down and look at me or I'd have to kind of twist my head to look up a little. But now I can put my hand on that uh, other one and, and it's on my right side and stronger. So I can actually raise myself up and look someone in the face. And, you know, when you look someone in the face who loves the Lord, you get to see the Lord smiling at you. So, you know, now I can get to see the Lord and others in a quicker and and that's a real sweet kiss from the Lord. Just with two rubber bands to fix up that soul model T. <laughs> what a story. Send the show now. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's the spark every time you look in it, Sarah, Linda. It just is. It's in there, and sometimes it's asleep, and you're just like, man, Jesus, can you wake it up? Because I would love to see this person come back alive and and, or be able to stand up straight enough to look them in the eye. That's a beautiful story, Sarah, Linda. Thank you for sharing that today. You're so, welcome. So thank God you, bless. Lord, if we're, thank you, the Lord, for you and all you do. And two rubber bands you had in your pocket. <laughs> God bless. Thanks. He's so fixing up this old model T. <laughs> Have a great, a great week, Sarah Linda. God bless. Bye bye. God bless. Thank you. You gotta admit, <laughs> I had a Toyota that was held together with some parts like that. Oh, yeah. Bailing wire, rubber bands, you know. Oh, coat hanger. Right, right, right. But, you know, you just think about what she just said. I mean, just, when she was talking about her mother and her husband's relationship in this ancient Model T, you know, how did God, I mean, all, just think how cool it was that he was like, I need a Sarah Linda, right? Like, I, in order for this to happen, there was a spark between that, you know, her mother and, and her father. And that spark led to this spark, and here we are. As sort of result. like your producer who can just juggle six things at once <laughs> and keep none of the plates from hitting the ground. Don't you wonder how many things God juggled in order to get that spark that might be in your child or, or somebody else's child that, that you see that that came to life? And, and, and so as, as I look at praying for this election, which I hope we all are due, you know, that spark, you know, nobody needs to take that out except God. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so our votes are really, really important. And we got a chance to do something about that because those sparks are all out there and all those eyes that we could look into. 
and hopefully we'll look into heaven. So we got stuff to pray about. We thank you so much for listening to the Christian Car Guys show. We hope you get that kiss this morning somewhere and that you get a chance to see the lights that, that, that Sarah Linda was talking about. So remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got everywhere he needed to go in 33 years. We are so grateful that you spent your time with us this morning. I really, really am. Have a great week. God bless. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.